This is the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast. We have assembled the world's finest sports and trivia dorks to prove once and for all that we are just as bad at this as we were at sports. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast, sports trivia for those of us who rode the pine. I'm your host, Marcus, and hey, it's an all Benchwarmer game. Uh, today, we will have the Benchwarmer team of David and Mason taking on Eric Walling and Josh. Uh, let's start with Mason and David. How are you guys doing? And uh, let me know what your team name is going to be. Yeah, I guess I'll go first because David's got the name. I'm doing all right. Finals just ended or midterms just ended. So I get the, the fortune of getting two weeks off, but also grading for at least the first couple of days. So that's going to be fun dealing with all of that. But hey, at least I'm, I'm off. So that's nice. David, what's up? I'm good. We just had our uh, our uh, bench warmers holiday party, which always, well, I don't know. It's my first one, but it put me in a good mood. So we'll see if it lasts throughout Marcus's game here. But uh, Mason and I had a quick conversation about about how to combine forces. And uh, since I've been banned from the Mind Palace at this point, and when Mason Mason's equivalent is the Brain Bayou, and I've been visiting the Deluxe apartment. We decided to combine forces and go tonight as the Bayou apartment. All right. Let's see how that works. That's man, that that doesn't seem like gr- a great place to build an apartment. Yeah, I, yeah, I really mean, no, no, no. humidity. There's I mean, nothing New Orleans is a great place to build a city, so you know, <laughs> yeah, it kind of works out that way. <laughs> we, we, we liked we liked how oxymoronic it felt when we when we came up with the name. So we're gonna Fair. go. All right, Eric and Josh, what's up? I'll go first and we'll let uh, Wong give the team name. Yeah, no, I'm I'm doing well and uh I got some new Funko Pops uh, from our Christmas party, thanks to Mr. David. So thank you for those. I got uh, I got my gopher from Caddyshack hanging out with me here. Hopefully it'll be a little good luck for me. We'll see. Um, David has only lost once, so I'm, I'm, you know, not feeling super confident, even though I'm sure, you know, he'll give his false humbleness and we'll, we'll hear all of that later. But uh, no, life's good. And uh, yeah, I'm excited to play a game. Sweet. Eric Walling, what's up, man? Not much. I have, I think, I don't think I've left the square footage of my house this whole weekend. That's how ridiculously useless I've been. And it's also, I have three days of work with like 70% of the people in my office out this week that I have to try to focus on. It's going to be excruciatingly slow. So uh, I'm very excited about this to take my mind off of the next (laughs) three days. Um, but speaking of Secret Santas, uh, my my lovely Secret Santa was my teammate, Mr. Josh, um, who alongside my my wonderful season Nolan Ryan seasoning and my my uh, Christmas story themed uh, "You'll Shoot Your Eye Out" uh, ornament that's going on as soon as I get upstairs. We got some kick-ass koozies. Say Walling Josh, love that name in honor of our best friend and biggest fan. The Schwab. So, uh, since we both have matching koozies, we've decided to go by the only name that made sense, and that is Koozie Bros. All right. The Bayou Apartment versus the Koozie Bros. Uh, this is my first game that I've written in a very long time because of coaching football. So, we'll see how this goes. Hopefully, you guys don't hate me by the end of it. Uh, and with that, let's kick it over to Dan for the rules.
We'll be starting off with the coin flip question to warm up the teams. This will be followed by four quarters of play, each with a different trivia style. The styles of quarters one through three will change from show to show, and I will explain them as we go along. Like any good sporting event, we will have a halftime show after the second quarter with entertainment questions pertaining to sports. And in the fourth quarter, our teams will wager from their points accumulated to see your today's clipboard captains to be honored like the true benchwarmers they are. All right, let's get this game underway. All right, it is time for the coin flip and how I'm going to determine who gets to go first. I'm going to ask a very simple question, and I need you guys to nominate right now one person to answer. I'll nominate Mason. Uh, uh, okay. <laughs> Great. Tell me what your favorite Christmas movie is, and I don't want a big explanation. I just want you to tell me what it is. If When you have it, you can go ahead and say it. Elf. Oh, damn it. Um, <laughs> gosh, that's a good one. Great. You don't have um, a go-to Christmas. I movie? mean, I mean, I don't watch movies. Can we can we remind ourselves oh, of that? Yeah, this is a bad idea, right. David. You yeah, nominated yeah, me for a movie <laughs> question. <laughs> oh, I didn't know. We will go with uh, the classic Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Shout out to uh, Adam and John Spees uh, because that's how they decide who goes first in a lot of things. They'll just ask a random question like that. So I will be awarding the coin flip question to buy you apartment because Elf is not good. You also said basketball is a good sports movie, so we can agree to disagree. <laughs> totally fine. Okay. All right. <laughs> the coin flip question to Bayou Apartment. Uh, who has more career goals for the LA Kings? Anze Kopitar or Dustin Brown? Those are real people. They are indeed people. Okay. Okay. You're supposed to say those are names. Uh, well, I mean, sure. Yeah, those are names. Hey, um, one of them shares his last name is your uh, alma mater there, David. This true. is true. Mason, this is going to be an ultimate coin flip for me. I mean, I, I don't I don't have I have very little to go on. Do you have anything to go on at all? I, I don't know either of these gentlemen. Kopitar is a name I recognize, but vaguely as far as a name that I've heard of. And that's about it. Dustin uh, Brown just sounds like some random person on the street <laughs> or some backup wide receiver for some team. Like it just. So Kopitar know. came up on a game that I was on not that long ago. Which is the only reason why I wanted to go with Dustin Brown is the answer to this. Uh, but that's that's based on nothing but, you know, sort of some kind of weird reverse psychology. I don't think we should spend too much time on this because I don't yeah. think we're going to have much to go on. I don't think so, our listeners want to hear us not have any idea about this. Right. Um, so why don't we flip, why don't we flip a coin for our coin flip question? How do sure. you feel about that? Sure. Right, hang on. Why not? Let's go for it. All right. Here we go. Okay. In my head, I was saying it was heads. It was Dustin Brown. So we're going with Dustin Brown. Hey, there you go. All right. Uh, Dustin Brown has 320 career goals for the LA Kings. Uh, I put these guys together because they were teammates, uh, when they were good in those, uh, around 2010, 2011. Um, anyways, Dustin Brown has 320 goals and Anze Kopitar has 355 goals. Oh, so 10 points. For no reason, go to <laughs> the best ten. Go to Koozie Bros. This is the first time did. Brown has let us down. You know, so. yeah. What can Brown do for you? Nothing. Lose uh, points. That's yeah. yeah, yeah, Before we get to the first quarter, we wanted to let you know that we are on Patreon. If you'd be interested in supporting us financially. 
Your contributions will be used to help us cover the costs that it takes to bring you the high-quality sports trivia you have come to expect from us. There's also some great perks that come with the Patreon membership to the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast, including bonus episodes and Benchwarmers swag. You can find us at patreon.com slash benchwarmerstp. Thanks. All right. And now let's head to the first quarter, which will be pre and post game. Pre and post game. For this quarter, there will be four before and after style questions. For example, if I said, what all-time leader in receptions for the Indianapolis Colts was a Notre Dame safety drafted by the Minnesota Vikings? The answer would be Marvin Harrison Smith. Each question is worth 25 points. Here we go. Pre and post game. Question one. Who was billed as the best offensive line prospect ever prior to being drafted before becoming one of the biggest busts in NFL history and was a one-time All-Star and Silver Slugger award winner, leading all shortstops in home runs from 99 to 2001. Marcus, we're going to check in. Okay, Bayou Apartment has checked in. Koozie bro, Bros, you can talk it out. Dang it. Well, we got the, we got the first half, right? It's Tony Mandarich. Right, Tony Mandarich. So, Rich or Richie? Oh, is it? Is Rich Aurelia? Did he hit enough home runs during that time? Because Richie Sexton, I don't think he played shortstop. I thought he was an no, outfielder and a first so. baseman. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I don't know about that, but he was a shortstop. Yeah, he may fit the the bill better than Richie Sexton does. I kind of like that. I mean, he's at least of... he's at least one. Hey, Rich, who played mm-hmm. shortstop, um, he could have in that stretch. I mean, when he, you know, whatever year he won the Silver Slugger, maybe also. Yeah. You know, well, I guess this is between a, a few year range there too. So if he had a right. couple, you know, two, three decent seasons, so I'd be fine with that. Okay. I like that one. So Tony Manda, Rich Aurelia checking in. Okay. And by you apartment, what did you guys have? We had the exact same thing. Tony, I mean, Tony Manda, Rich came right away, which gave us a, a lead on the second half, which gave us rich. The only thing that was giving me pause is the leading all shortstops and home runs. I knew he had a lot of home runs in that stretch but it feels like a rod would have been around or but i i don't know but yes we checked in with the same thing tony mandarich Aurelia. and both teams will be receiving points and that's my fault on the question because i left out nl shortstops which probably would have shortened that uh deliberation but it doesn't matter you guys both got it correct uh tony mandarich and and to his credit he actually turned into an okay a solid player when he moved on and went to the colts um, and Rich Aurelio was another example of the Mariners trying to bring in people to compliment Ichiro, and he was terrible. So, you know, that was cool. I, I was, I was like, did Ichiro play shortstop? Mandarichiro <laughs> Suzuki. <laughs> Mandarichiro Ichiro. Yeah, I, I, I'm not gonna stretch it that far. Okay. Moving on to quest, uh, question two in pre and post game. Who was selected first overall in the 1988 draft by the Atlanta Falcons, having played both outside linebacker and tight end during his career, and is a former Jack Adams Award winning coach who just recently began coaching his fourth NHL team? We're going to check in. Okay. Koozie bros have checked in. 
buy you apartment, you can talk it out. I'm, I'm trying to decide which was his actual name. Um, Maybe if we slur our speech. Yeah, are, we, are we going to do an Alv, Alvin Robertson Robert, situation? Right. Robert exactly. Robertson. Can we? Yeah. Uh, so the, the first house, Andre Bruce. Right. We're sure of that. And I which thought is it, convenient. It's convenient because that's a nice first name. Right. And right. I thought his name, and I might be wrong, my first thought was Buchero, but then you threw out Boudreaux. And I'm trying to remember. I. Because I saw this recently. Like I've seen come across this person as far as looking up stuff. I'm just trying to remember. I, I want to say there's a Bruce Boudreaux whose name I've heard. If, if that, um, I just I knew it was something like that. I just didn't know. If you if you think Boudreaux, Bruce Boudreaux is the person, uh, I knew it was something like that. But I it may it could be Boudreaux. I I, I mean I've heard of Boudreaux as a last name because that's a common last name in Louisiana. So Boudreaux is yeah. No way. Because, no a way. French yeah. name? Oh, yeah. I know. Yeah, um, no, Boudreaux is a very, very yeah. common. Like, it's like a Smith down here. Wow. Um, Except with an X, probably, right? Yeah. This doesn't have a, his name. This doesn't have letters. an X. This would um, be more pure French or French Canadian, yeah. right? But if, if Boudreaux, that's something that's connecting for you. I just knew it was something like that, Boudreaux. But it might, I might be thinking of somebody completely different. Oh, I'll feel so bad if I talk to you. I'll often answer that. I, I mean, I don't know much about hockey. This is just a name that I've seen or heard or something that I'd come across. So if, if that's something that's more concrete for you, I'm, I'll defer to you on that. I, I don't have much confidence. I knew it's something like that. I mean, there was an old baseball player named Lou Boudreaux and that's what I'm trying to figure out if I'm getting confused by that. And it yeah. could be Boudreaux. That's uh, um, that's time guys. All right. Flip a coin, Mason. I'm, I honestly, I'll just defer to you on this. I, 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 tr- I trust you more on on the hockey question than myself. Well, you shouldn't. I that is my serious weak spot. But let's go with Andre Bruce Boudreaux. Bruce Boudreaux. I guess. Yeah, we'll go with that. Okay, and the Koozie Bros. What did you guys have? Yeah, Walling had uh, Andre Bruce, and as he was typing that over to me, I was in the process of typing Bruce Boudreaux just got hired after i don't remember which team but you know they some coach got fired and uh boudreaux is a former recently former um wild coach so yeah we went with andre bruce boudreaux both teams will be receiving points <laughs> man that was close thought you guys were gonna oh. go with boudreaux and i was gonna have to break your hearts but yeah you got to the right answer uh yeah andre bruce um I mean, he ended his career with 32 sacks. He had a relatively solid career, just not what you expect from the number one overall pick. And in the 91 season for Atlanta, he played a, bu- a bunch in, at tight end for them. Um, and then, uh, yeah, uh, the Canucks coach got fired and they hired Bruce Boudreaux and they've they've been on a tear since then. So it's working out for them and it worked out for both of you guys. So on to question three in pre and post game. What running back was the second overall pick in the 1990 draft by the New York Jets who never had over 700 yards rushing in his five seasons with the team and is the most decorated German footballer in history playing his whole career with Bayern Munich and was awarded the Golden Boot during the 2010 World Cup? We are going to check in. All right. Bayou Apartment has checked in. Koozie Bros, you can talk it out. Okay. Well, if... if... I mean, that's right in that time frame. I, that's the name that I have. So then, uh, then it's Thomas Mueller. It's not Miroslav Klose. 
because Closa may have played for other teams actually. But if you, like I said, if you got me the first name, I'd get you the second because I can I think it's Blair Thomas. <laughs> okay. If you're good with Blair Thomas, I'm good with Thomas, Thomas Mueller, um, who's played his whole career for Bayern Munich and that in that time sure won in 2010. For... Yeah. Okay. It was early in his World Cup career, but I'm pretty sure he won that golden boot then. Um, the only other Thomas I could think of was Himmelberg, but he was a defender. So I'm good with Blair Thomas. Yeah, because I think he was out of Penn State. I think that's it's one of those names. And I was in high school paying, you know, you pay attention to some of those things when you got nothing better to do with your time. <laughs> All right. Blair Thomas Mueller checking in. Okay. And Bayou Apartment, what did you guys have? Yeah, we had the exact same thing. We got to Blair Thomas pretty quickly, and then it was just a name a soccer player that was that could have, you know, been that been that good around that time, whose name happened to be Thomas or Tomas or however you pronounce it in German. So yeah, Blair Thomas Mueller. Both teams receiving points. Uh, the correct answer, Blair Thomas Mueller. And uh, yeah, um, if you're noticing, I'm starting every one of these with a draft bust, which I love to do. <laughs> yes. And the Penn State running back curse is real. And there were a lot of them that were selected in this era, and they were all bad. Uh, <laughs> they were good in college. Yes, they were great in college. <laughs> they, were, they were great. <laughs> and so That's they kept getting drafted. Um, yeah. And then, um, yeah, the golden boot. Uh, goes to the high school scorer, and he got that. I think uh, uh, Germany was third that year uh, in the World Cup, and uh, he has. It said when it said decorated on his uh, Wikipedia, it says he has thirty trophies, and Bastian Schweinsteiger has yep. twenty six. And I'm like, what? I don't. What? What do trophies mean? Most, like, <laughs> yeah, that's the Bastian Schweinsteiger is the most is the German best name. name. The you best think of. <laughs> German name ever. Is he named after a sausage? <laughs> or a beer. It's one of yeah, the two, no I think. kidding. Yeah. All right. You guys are crushing it. Okay, let's move on to question four. Uh, what Canadian-born top 10 pick was selected by Carolina but was often injured, having never played in more than 12 games in a season and only eclipsing 700 yards once, 700 yards rushing once, and is a Finnish Stanley Cup and Vesna Trophy winner who spent his whole career to this point with one team. Are you guys both checking in? Why don't you guys three, two, one this then? I would love to hear that. Oh, okay. I mean, yes. go ahead. I'll, I'll, do, it. With I'll it. do it then. Do, do you right, want to do it Walling, or you want me to do it? I'll do, uh, you can do it. Go ahead. All right. Are you ready? All right. All right. Here, I'll count you guys in. All three, right. two, one. Tim Biakabatuka Rass. And both teams are receiving points. Yes. I am the most proud of this screen post game, uh, maybe ever. Um, and just to be clear, when I stated the question, Canadian born, he was raised in Canada. And I, and I yeah. kind of glazed through that when I was writing the question. So he was born in Zaire, moved to, moved to Canada. And that's where he received his scholarship offer. That's where he played high school football. But uh, yeah, Tim Biakabatuka, um, I was, a, I loved him. Uh, as a kid when he was in Carolina and I and I guess I thought he was better than that but when I started researching this question I was like oh my gosh the guy barely played and yeah that he was a top 10 pick um I think he was selected ninth overall and then there was only one name that when I said it out loud yeah. fit with <laughs> Bianca Batuka Marcus Tukarask. All, all credit to you this is one of the best pre and post game names this is a really uh, that was a great one yeah, <laughs> this, this one really really this well one done. might be in the running for best pre and post game 
I was Marcus. Uh, I was I was still reading the question, and Mason typed it to me, and I started laughing immediately without even finishing reading. I was the trying question. to keep a straight face because yeah. I knew I could see it on Mason's face that he got it, and he was just like, yeah. "Oh my god!" I was. I, I had trouble. Just, yeah. I just got to the the goalie because I was going, "Okay, finish, finish goalies." There can't. There's you know, and they have. Well, I was thinking, who's got the double U, not the double U, but the double lot, U and in the guys in the Uma. And lots of K's. And lots of K's. Lots of K's. So I was like, <laughs> right. I was like, and I was like, and then I was just about to type Tuka Rask when Walling sent the whole thing to me. I was like, yep, that's it. Yep. That's yes. great, Marcus. Not, a, well not a whole lot you can do with Bianca Batuka, but <laughs> right. luckily, luckily there's a Finnish goalie that fits right in there. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah. All well right. Done. Well done. So at the end of the first quarter, we have Koozie Bros with 110. And Bayou Apartment with 100. And now on to the second quarter, which is David versus Goliath. Oh, boy. David versus Goliath. This quarter will consist of three pairs of questions. One easier, David, and one harder, Goliath. After hearing both questions, the teams will pick one of the two questions to answer either David or Goliath. Each David question is worth 25 points, and each Goliath question is worth 50 points. Okay, as I am known to do with these David v. Goliath questions, because I love college football so very, very much, and I like to reach back in the recesses of my brain and think of names that I haven't thought of in a long time. So in the spirit of that, this David V. Goliath will be the NCAA receiving yardage leaders. So I'm going to give you a year in the school in which this person went, uh, that the person went to. And I just want you to give me the name of the guy who led the NCAA in receiving yards. Number one, David, 2020, Alabama, and Goliath, 2010, Hawaii. All right, we'll do that. We'll go, we'll go ahead and check in. Okay, Koozie Bros have checked in. Bayou Apartment, you guys can talk it out. We're, oh, I'm we're staring. About. Yeah, we're staring at each other. I mean, we obviously think we have a good beat on David. Yeah. And and, and can't can't latch on to anything. I'm sitting here trying to remember times I've researched or done questions or anything. I got nothing, Mason. What do you I mean? Yeah, I, I can't even think of any Hawaii receivers in general. I'm just trying to think of guys I can think of that for sure went there. It was a wide receiver because I can name a bunch of quarterbacks that went there. Sure. Wide receiver. The, I mean, I, the, only, the only one I can remember off the top of my head is Ashley Lee, but he would have been well before that. Um, and I don't even think he was that great in college, If I, but, I, but whatever. I, yeah. Do you want to we just check in with it, David? Yeah. I mean, I'd, it would just be a blind guess at Goliath. So I, I agree. I take agree. our points and yeah. live to fight another day. Yeah. Hopefully it's okay. another one that hopefully Goliath is something we recognize for the next one. Yeah, I, exactly. Maybe it's a name I've heard of. I don't know. But all right, you want to go ahead and take our David? Yeah, we're gonna check in with just Smith. If you want a first name, that's fine. But Smith is fine. I accept. Uh, Koozie Bros. <laughs> uh, what did you guys have? We were in a similar boat. Uh, neither of us pay much attention to Hawaii football, and neither of us could come up with any names for Goliath. So we. Uh, are also well. We're checking with uh, Devonta Smith. Um, we're being a little ballsier, I guess. Oh, wow! Because I'm sure there's another Smith who out received him on Alabama last year. I don't know. Anyway, they have five of them. They're just all named Smith. <laughs> <laughs> Jay, right, Jay, Jay Waddle Smith. 
They shared the Heisman. Jamison Williams Smith. Yeah. All right. Both teams are receiving points uh, for the David of Devonta Smith and your Goliath answer. Uh, he had in 2010, he had 1,886 receiving yards, or uh, excuse me, 1,889 receiving yards was Greg Salas. He was picked in the fourth oh. round by the St. Louis Rams uh, and was cut that same year. So that worked out. <laughs> that's a name I vaguely recognize as like a backup wide receiver on a team. That's not definitely that... picked that guy up in a fantasy league, hoping that he would be like Wes Welker 2.0. And, yes. and he was not he was not he was not <laughs> very bad. much not i know i was i wanted him to be good so bad because <laughs> yeah. none of those hawaii receivers ever really worked out and he was one that i really liked and yeah they cut him after spending a fourth round pick on him that's uh not great he said salas right yeah, yeah the yeah. only salas i know was mark salas uh he was a backup catcher for a long time for the <laughs> i know for the twins he probably Wrong played sport. for some other teams as well but uh yeah, no, he wasn't good either. So, well, I mean, obviously, they were probably both good in college, like, but yeah, they didn't do much in the pros, apparently. You don't win friends with Salas. You don't win. Friends. <laughs> <laughs> All right, <laughs> let's move on to number two. <laughs> David, nineteen ninety-seven, Marshall, and the Goliath, two thousand nine, Missouri. We're going to check in. Boozy Bros have checked in. Buy you apartment. Talk it out. Or don't. You can talk, though, yeah, if you yeah. want. Silent it out. Yeah. We'll just, just stare we'll at each, each other. Mime it out. Awesome. Well, so, words. First word. So, at, as with the last one, David's a slam dunk. And yeah. we're trying to remember Missouri wide receivers from about that age. Um, and just figuring out these these guys can't be guys, if they have NFL long long NFL careers, then they'd be, they aren't likely to be Goliaths right. in Marcus's mind, but maybe they had a cup of coffee in the NFL kind of a situation. And I threw out a name and I said, I said to Mason, I just have this vague memory of a guy named Alexander. And I can't remember if it's his first name or last name, but then I said, probably more likely to be his last name. Then Mason said, yeah, I a, remember a guy like that on the chargers. There was a wide sounds, receiver there. Yeah. I don't remember his first name, but there was a guy there for a couple of years, maybe could be. I vaguely remember him. Like I just remember he was there. Um, I don't know where he went to school. I don't. I don't remember much about him. So, if you want to take a chance on it, I'm fine with it. I if something clicked for you on that. I'm inclined to go with it. But I, I don't. I'm not remembering that he was the national receiving leader. I'm only remembering I was trying to remember big. But of course, if I why would I remember a? I'm tempted to go for it, but I I don't. But that's only because I feel like from their body language, they're going for Goliath. <laughs> and so I feel like, I mean, this also is Missouri. So, you know, or are we, <laughs> I think we, I think we go for it. I think we say Alexander, we cross our fingers. We don't need a first name. Yeah. I hope that's not the first name. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. All right. We're going to check in with Alexander. Okay. And koozie bros. What did you guys have? Yeah. So Bazoo is like the one college football team. I actually somewhat follow and there's a trap answer. And I almost did it and then remembered that Jeremy Macklin got drafted in like 2009. Um, and then the next year in the height of Gary Pinkleball with Blaine Gabbert as his quarterback, I was pretty sure that Denario Alexander was the leading receiver on that team. So I ch we checked in with the Goliath of how's Denario Alexander because we're ballsy like that. 
if both teams are receiving points. The correct answer is Denario Alexander for the Goliath. Uh, yeah, you guys are sweating it out over there, but yeah, he uh, he had a cup of coffee with the Rams and the Chargers. He was there for a season for both teams. In fact, Alexander he got he was he was uh, was on the team cut and then was on the practice squad. Got called up and in his first uh, in his like second game, I think he scored a touchdown and had uh, seventy two yards or something, and then pretty much did nothing after that. Um, and the uh, David was one, uh, some guy named Randy Moss. Never heard of him. Uh, I don't know if it's recognizable. I, this is, <laughs> this is like a minefield of guys that I had at the end of a fantasy football. Yeah. That's hoping, what I, hoping that they would hit. Yeah. When yeah. he said Alexander, I was like, there's a wide receiver. I remember that was like out yes. there. I think I might've had him for like one game and then it, dropped him. It, it could have been possible that his name could have been Alexander Alexander. You know, that is a possibility. <laughs> the auto-generated uh, names. The Washington Huskies had a point guard uh, about six or seven years ago, and his name was Andrew Andrews. There you go. I'm not kidding. I used, to work with a guy named, I used to work with a guy named Thomas Thomas. <laughs> so Alexander had 1,781 yards, uh, and Randy Moss had 1,820 yards uh, in their uh, nation-leading seasons. All right, let's move on to the last question in David versus goliath david 2007 texas tech and goliath 1998 louisiana tech all right cool we're gonna check in okay koozie bros have checked in buy you apartment you can talk it out or not yeah. yeah. No. Sorry, we're, we're not. Or you can stare at each other. Yeah. And throw we're not. We're not up. being very good at this. I. No. I, I threw no. a name to Mason, which is the only receiver that I could think of that went to Louisiana Tech, and that's Troy Edwards. And we're sort of letting that yeah. sit for a minute. And then I was trying to remember, uh, for, just in case we had to fall back to the David. I was trying to think of receivers at that of that time, and I'm pretty sure the answer would have to be Michael Crabtree. But then I remember that Danny Amendola was also there around the same time. But I don't think he would have racked up the same kind of numbers, no. just like he was in the pros. So he's more of a possession guy. So I would say Crabtree for David and yeah. Mason. What? what do you, how is it? You know, you're a Louisiana guy. Yeah. Um, when he sent it, cause I was trying to remember. I I thought, you know, I might be wrong. I thought this was the guy that has the record or had the record for most receiving yards in a season. That's what I was trying to remember. I can name. Well, that, that would be the second receiver that I can think of for LaTeX. The other one was much more recent, um, so it's definitely not him. Um, could be. He might have led the NCAA because he was really good at that time. But Well, I'll, I'll give you one piece of game theory on this, right? So I think all three questions that David has been somebody that's had a prolonged NFL career or elite, right, and was a right. big name, and that and the Goliath was – well, I mean, it's tweeted that Hawaii guy have an NFL career. Did we decide if it was, it was, I think it went to a couple teams, but, but to the point is like it, the other guys have been guys who have dabbled. So, I mean, Troy Edwards sort of counts, although he's had a longer career than the other two guys for sure. But I don't know. I'm starting to talk myself into it, but I shouldn't, I'll leave it up to you. But I, it, I, I, I would, mean, I would vote Goliath as Troy Edwards. Yeah. I, once, once he sent it, it, it clicked for me as far as that. So I'm, I can't think of anybody else in that time frame that would work. Yeah, I'm fine with going for Goliath again. Yeah, let's do it. All right, All right we're going to let's play the last name game again. We're just going to go with Edwards. Okay, no balls answer. Here we go. Koozie <laughs> bros. What yeah. did you guys have? <clears throat> and the immortal words of Deion Sanders. We checked in with 
Michael Trabtree for the David answer. Okay. Um, Mason, the recent guy you were thinking of is Trent Taylor. Yep. Uh, I did it. Who I did initially have in this, and then I pulled his name out of there. I'm glad I did. Uh, yeah, I would have uh, got that one right away. I, <laughs> I remembered him. He was played for the 49ers, I think. Yeah. For a yeah. while. Yep. Yep. Both teams are receiving points. Yeah, Michael Crabtree absolutely uh, was the David. I mean, he had that monster game against Texas. And uh, Mason, you're right. Troy Edwards, when he uh, graduated, pretty much had every receiving record. He had the most catches. He had the most yards. He had the most touchdowns. He still holds the record for receiving yards in a game against the Nebraska Cornhuskers, in which he had 21 catches for 405 yards against them in the the season opener in 1998. And he's the most successful of these receivers. He was a first-round pick of Pittsburgh uh, because of this career that he had. Yeah. He was the 13th overall pick in 99, and his highest, his rookie year was his best year, 61 catches for 714 yards, and then he... Uh, Which is actually a damn solid rookie year, actually. It really is. Yeah. And, yeah. Then, and then after that, 18 catches, 19 catches, was cut from the Steelers, Then he had an 18-catch season with uh, St. Louis, and then he had two, like, okay years with Jacksonville. Uh, so, yeah, uh, both teams uh, got questions right in that round every every single one nice job after the second quarter we have a lead change bayou apartment going big with goliath there is now in the lead with 225 but right on their heels at 210 are the koozie bros and that will bring us to halftime it is now time for the halftime show there will be three entertainment questions pertaining to sports with each question worth 25 points. Question one. In the HBO mockumentary Seven Days in Hell, Aaron Williams, played by Andy Samberg, gets outfitted by what company with an all-denim outfit for his opening round match at Wimbledon? All right, we're going to check right. in. Koozie Bros have checked in. Uh, so we should talk it out, I guess, right? Yeah. 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 Okay. Oh, yeah, you guys can talk it out. Okay. <laughs> yeah. The limited yeah. that I know about this, this is the one where Samberg has a has like an Andre Agassi look, right? And and he, he he's like adopted by the Williams or something. Wait a minute, I'm trying to think of who would be. <laughs> I have this, no clue what's going on. This is really. This is <laughs> you just this, you, just, uh, you just described it perfectly. That's exactly <laughs> what it is. All right, well, I, I feel like to... I feel like I've read about this. Okay, so the okay, so so the question is. It's random about by this? what company with an all denim outfit i'm wondering what if, if company was a specific choice as far as like clothing brand yeah clothing brand who would make an all denim outfit? no but i'm wondering why if, if company's trying to lead us away if it's like something that's not obvious like it'd be something oh, oh you mean it's like coca-cola giving him an all denim oh because i was already trying to think of somebody that would give us an all that would that would actually have an all denim outfit unless it was something uh, i mean i don't ball. know i'm i'm going strictly off the question because i have no clue I'm just parsing the question as it is. So we can just start naming gene companies and pick one. I'm trying to think of what the most cheeseball gene company would be. I mean, in my in my day, it would have been somebody like uh, Jordash. I was or... going to mention Jordash. That would be kind of a, uh, a name that'd, out there. That would be ironic and stupid. But then again. I mean, it's a mockumentary. <laughs> it's, it's Andy Samberg. Right. right? So, so, I mean, I, it's not, not too far-fetched. I mean, but the point is, it's not going to be Levi's, right? I mean, that would be just too obvious, right? right. It's going to be something... Okay, jeans companies, denim companies are not my specialty. Wrangler. 
Wrangler. That would be damn funny too. But for different reasons than Jordash would be funny. Right. <laughs> I'm gonna roll dice soon. <laughs> I mean, if we both are okay with Jordash, we can go with that. Since we all, right, all right. I mean, I honestly, I, I, only, I, I don't know. I don't know nothing. Nothing. Yeah, I, I, I don't have, I don't have a lead on this one either. I think this one's smack dab and like it's falling in that big canyon between our knowledge. Yeah, I don't, so. I don't have the money for HBO, so I, I wouldn't. <laughs> I have a teacher Can't budget. A teacher Listen budget. That. Listen to that. If that's not a commentary on America, I don't know what is. <laughs> Pay uh, our teachers more. Thank yeah, you. I, Appreciate that. It. I that I would agree with. Thanks, and, uh, Thank you. And I, 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 okay, so. Jordash, Wrangler, what, what what do you want? Also, you can borrow my login sometime. Just <laughs> great. I'll, I'll let you borrow it to watch this. <laughs> okay. All right. Only if you watch this. If I go on there, just because you're a teacher stuff. and you're underpaid. Okay. So anyway, back to the question. Uh, I, I, the only the only reason why I'm suggesting we go with Jordash at this point is it's one of these like I'll I'll hate it if it's if it happens to be something stupid like Jordash and we actually stumbled into it and then right. switched off of it, I'll be frustrated. <laughs> but but everything else, I won't be upset because we had no clue anyway. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, let's go with it. Sure. All right, we'll check in with Jordash. We have no clue what we're doing. All right, Koozie Bros, what did you guys have? Get out the backup <laughs> sounder. Yeah, not only was it denim, it was white denim because it was Wimbledon, and it was made by the. Uh, the wonderful denim crafters at Jordash. Both teams are receiving points. The correct answer is Jordash. <sighs> Lena Dunham plays the rep for Jordash, and she's so funny because you're right, David. He has a mullet in it. He's got he's got a very Andre Agassi esque look to him, and uh, she's got a mullet, and she's like, <laughs> she goes, um, he rock out of that outfit <laughs> and everybody hated it and they were they had like jim uh lampley and all sorts of people cameo in that it's it's such a great i like as far as like a fake documentary goes they went like above and beyond with that so i recommend everybody watch that but yes uh points to both teams uh even though i know i could see it on eric and josh's face when they backed into jordash <laughs> uh, all right let's move on to question two Ronnie Sunshine Bass comes in for injured starter Jerry Harris in Remember the Titans and leads them to a state championship. The real Ronnie Bass earned a scholarship and was a two-year starter at what SEC school? Check in. Ooh, okay. Um, sorry, sorry, Mason. It makes it easier for me. I don't have to think about it. Go ahead. All right. Uh, Bayou Apartment has checked in immediately. Koozie bros, you can talk it out. I think this was at the end of the movie they go through the Each team yeah i think so south carolina is the one that jumped into my head first does that sounds I, familiar I've, I've only seen the movie once and it was within the last year so okay. that sounds familiar so I, yeah. if that was the first one that came to you i'd say go yeah it was the first one that popped in my head go, go with, with that yep. okay We'll check in with South Carolina. Okay, and David, I mean Bayou Apartment. What did you What did you guys have? It, it is South Carolina. I've seen Remember the Titans probably ten times. I really like the movie. Um, it's not It's not perfect, but for some reason I can't stop watching it whenever it's on. And, and it's in fact South Carolina. Sunshine. I thought, I thought maybe you actually just knew it from you know him going to South Carolina. And... That that I did not. I <laughs> no, never heard of the no. guy. Okay. Never heard of the guy. Backup quarterback in high school, and he gets a scholarship to South Carolina. Yep. Uh, he was the starter. I think that was part of the movie that was the the 
Oh, you like know. artistic liberties, you're saying? Right. That there was, oh, right. Okay. He came in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway, well, they made this. But they made this whole big thing. He didn't even show up until practice had started because he moved in. He moved in from out of town with his with the military family. Remember his dad? His dad didn't remember his dad didn't want him to play at a different school because it wasn't integrated. They wouldn't actually let African American players play, and so he brought him to T.C. Williams, and that became a whole big thing. But anyway, yeah, yeah. But uh, both teams getting points. He was the starter his junior and senior year. Uh, Nine touchdowns and ten picks as a junior, four touchdowns and twelve picks as a senior. Hey, so, that's a uh, great way to get a scholarship to that, South Carolina. That Thanks. got Joe Namath in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, that was his. That was, those are his last two years at uh, South Carolina. So, it, it, yeah. Well, you know, there were a lot of quarterbacks from those days that didn't have. I mean, throwing interceptions wasn't as uh, looked down upon as it is nowadays. Yeah, the uh, yeah, and especially in the SEC, they were they weren't slinging the ball all over the place. All right, final question in halftime: What future NFL Hall of Famer and two sport athlete in college appeared dancing against a wall in Nelly's video music video "Hot and Her," and it is her H E R R E. Yeah, we're gonna check in. Koozie Bros has <laughs> yeah. checked in, and yeah. now you guys get the distinct pleasure of talking this question out. Oh yeah, let's, let's talk about my uh, expertise in in hip hop. All right, yeah. So, so, so are you, are, Mason? Are you about to tell us that you were also in a hip hop band? I was in middle school jazz band. That's about as close to band as I could get. And um, what did you play? Saxophone. I knew you were going to say saxophone. I had that. <laughs> All right, so so we should stop stalling. So I will tell you yeah. this. Uh, I I don't know the video. I will openly admit. But when the way he said future NFL Hall of Famer and two sport athlete, uh, with a little home court advantage for me, I, the first name that popped into my head was Julius Peppers. And then Mason said, Do you think he was trying to be cute with his because it's called hot and it's peppers? And I said, I don't know, but sure, why not? But I was trying to think of how many future NFL Hall of Famers can I think of? future NFL Hall of Famers. Right. And the so way it's got to be someone that way, retired recently within the past right. few years. And the way he says it with such certainty, right? I mean, it's not like there are a lot Possible. of guys who are borderline when they retire. Right. This is going to be like a first ballot guy. Right. Or, or close Julius, Julius Peppers would be. And I know he right. played two sports. And I mean, I saw him um, yeah. playing live basketball more times than I saw him playing live football. So yeah. I am I can't get off of Julius Peppers. I, I, it fits as far as the descriptions of them so i can't well, get off julius peppers what does he think <laughs> about that <laughs> i have got to stop talking about these things i have been the title or is the episode title <laughs> all right before i just embarrass myself anymore do we check in yeah let's check in with julius peppers <laughs> all right and koozie bros what did you guys have yeah well Fire up that backup sounder again, because I think one's Carmelo, and he's not a two-sport athlete. The other one is a random NFL guy that I can't remember who his name is. And then there's also Julius Peppers in that video. So we checked in with Julius Peppers. And both teams are receiving points. The correct answer is Julius Peppers. Uh, I saw an article, because uh, <laughs> I like kind of forgot about it. And uh, I was looking up Julius Peppers stuff just uh, and I saw that he was in it and somebody described his appearance in the video as looking like he's trying to avoid the camera, but it's very <laughs> clearly him. He's kind of like, Ooh. like, I don't want to be in this. Yeah. So uh, yeah, both teams receiving points. And yes, I do think with certainty that Julius Peppers will be in the hall of fame. 
Oh, I, I absolutely agree. But I, I don't know. I mean, look, the last one was a legitimate backup truck. I don't know if this one counts because no, no, I you had enough think, clues to. Uh, yeah, I was trying to think. It. Future NFL Hall of Famer who was a two sport athlete. I can't think of many of those that would count. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, and in case you guys were curious, how Nelly's financial situation is, he recently, in a seller's market, sold a mansion with acreage for under six hundred thousand dollars. So, yeah, he was, he's struggling. He's hurting a little bit. You're going to need to bring him back. But, yeah, it was ridiculous. Hey, there's lots of COVID in the NFL. You can play running back, maybe. (laughs) Yeah, the Rams are going to be dying for a running back. All right. Both teams swept the halftime and heading into the third quarter. uh, It is Bayou Apartment with 300 and Koozie Bros with 285. We'd like to take a minute to invite you to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at BenchwarmersTP. We also have a Facebook group for fans of the pod called The Bench. Join us there to comment on the latest episodes and share cool sports facts and trivia. If you'd be willing to rate and review us on iTunes or Stitcher, we'd greatly appreciate the support so that other people may find this podcast. Thanks! And the third quarter will be Lucky 7. Lucky 7. For this quarter, there will be three lists containing seven items. The team that is trailing coming into the quarter will choose the first list and attempt to identify the items on this list one at a time. If the team has an incorrect guess, the other team can attempt to finish that list out. The team leading at the beginning of the quarter will select the second list, and whichever team is trailing after the first two lists will get the third list. Each item is worth 10 points. All right. Let's let's give you the categories for Lucky Sevens. First, uh, uh, we have longest winning streaks in UFC history. Uh, The second list is the highest ranked prospects in the history of 24 seven sports. So these are all number one overall uh, recruits and yes, they're on here. And yes, there are their names you should recognize before you guys uh, get scared of that one. And uh, the third list is the last seven unique winners of the Ballon d'Or. Holy effing hell. This list. Okay. Woo. Well, you guys have gotten a lot of answers right, which I enjoy. And so now let's see uh, how you guys are able to do with these. Okay, Koozie Bros, you are trailing, so you will get uh, your first choice. Well, we are going to choose the last seven unique winners of the Ballon d'Or. And I said the unique for obvious reasons. Yep. So you want me to yeah. throw out some obvious names that you probably yeah you can get the two there? that are the ones that repeat oh. <laughs> constantly. Hold on, I, I might get a third one. <laughs> okay, let's see. You never know. It did this guy very good. All right, I think we're gonna check in. All right, Koozie Bros have checked in, so let's hear your list. You want to go with your three because I'm almost a hundred percent sure that those are right. So go ahead. You're almost 100% sure? Are you no, not I am sure 100% about this? Okay. sure. All right. I am 100% sure. Sure, I will go with the uh, two extremely obvious ones, and then one that's not as obvious, maybe. 
Messi. Correct. Cristiano Ronaldo. Correct. And my third one I had was Kaká. Correct. Now it's Eric's turn. Okay, so the one guy who's won it in the midst of all the Messi and Ronaldo ridiculousness was Luka Modric. Correct. Before that, the Italian captain Fabio Cannavaro won one. Correct. Then I'm pretty sure that Ronaldinho has one right before that. Correct. Okay. Ooh, six. Told you. Thought we had six. All right. So seventh. It was back and forth between two, but the name that I'm going to throw out, because I think it fits the timeline right before he got sold to Chelsea is, and because I know he won one, I just don't know if he was the one that won this. So I'm going to go Andrei Shevchenko. Koozie bros have completed all seven. Well, wow. I mean, well wow. to be honest, Eric Wally. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> you have got to be kidding me. Wow. wow. That's great. All right. Uh, let's go through this. Messi has won in 2021, 2019, 2015, 2012, 2011, 2010, and 2009. Ronaldo, 2017, 2016, 2014, 2013, and 2008. So those are the two very, very obvious ones. And then, uh, yeah, uh, Luka Modric in 2018. And then you got to go all the way down to 2007 for Kaká. In 2006, it was Fabio Cannavaro. In 2005, it was Ronaldinho. And in 2004, Andre Shevchenko. I am super impressed. That was... Uh, right before they sold crap. him to Chelsea and he became... Speaking of draft bombs, the amount of money they spent off Shevchenko for him to do nothing was awesome. So that, yeah. Wow. I love when Chelsea does poorly. <laughs> And I definitely, yeah, I remember that. That so, was the I, other one was I was torn. So I will tell you, I was torn between that, and I couldn't remember if it was Ronaldo or him, like oh, like Brazilian Ronaldo, not Cristiano Ronaldo. And then I was thinking, no, that's not a World Cup year, um, which because Ronaldo didn't really wasn't really that great for his club. He was okay, um, but I remember Shevchenko had definitely won one. So that's right. Hey. Bombeck, that's right in my FIFA wheelhouse, bud. Uh, that, that's awesome. <laughs> I, I'm way cool with that. So Ronaldo, uh, Brazilian Ronaldo won in 2002, and in 2003, uh, it was Pavel Nedved won. Okay, wow. Did not expect that, but you just you guys just ran straight through that. Uh, where am I? Holy where am crap. I? Where am I? Yeah. Um, so... Bayou apartment, you now uh, get to pick between the longest winning streaks in UFC history and the highest ranked prospects in the history of 24 seven sports. Uh, and that's for college football. So, uh, okay. So Mason, sure. so here's, here's, here's what I'm thinking. I know you've been working on the prospects. Yeah. Uh, my thinking is that if we go for the prospects and we get five, if we can, if we think we can get five, then no matter what they do, we'll get the UFC category because by my count, it's currently three, there was 300 to 285. They're now at 355, yes, which so means that if, we, if, if the goal is to have the lead going into the fourth quarter, which I would argue it is, then, then we go for the prospects. We try to get five. If we can and get if five, we don't, even if we don't, we still would get the third list, even if we don't get five. Uh, that's right. So it's really a question of can we get the majority of the list 
if we can get the majority of both lists, I think we'll be doing okay. So, so, okay. So yeah. Do you want to go prospects and maybe we can, get yeah, I think we go prospects. Okay. I think so. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So buy you apartment. I'm going to start the timer here and you uh, are taking the highest ranked prospects. And this is football prospects in the history of 24 seven sports. All right. Okay, I th- okay. Are you guys checking in? I, I think we are. Yeah. Okay. Let's hear your list then, uh, Bayou Apartment. You doing this, Dave, or you want me to do it? No, go ahead. I think, yeah. Okay. Yours. All right. We will start off with Jadavion Clowney. Correct. Vince Young. Correct. Robert Kemdichi. Correct. Trevor Lawrence. Correct. It's the last one we got on this list. Let's hope it's there. Rashawn Gary. Correct. Hey. Okay. Well. So you're tanking. You're just going to say that you said two wrong names or a, a wrong name. Give him a wrong name, David. Yeah, give me a Billy wrong Joe name. Tolliver. Oh, John hey. David Booty. Hey, they answered incorrectly. So there are two more <laughs> names left on this list. Koozie Bros, Oy. you guys have two left on the board. Did they take all our names? <laughs> uh, they did take all of ours and one, uh, one we didn't have. Oh, they oh, took our four. Really? <laughs> yeah, we had we had Lawrence Clowney, Young, and MDJ. MDJ. So yeah, we'd have to come up with someone else, or well, at least one name. Uh, I guess. I'm trying to think of the name of the guy that ended up going to like, he was like Dion's guy, and he ended up going to like West Virginia, and he was oh. So far, what you just said does not uh, help me at all there. So No, nothing? No. Noel Divine. Noel Divine. That's the name that I was You want to go with that one? Anything? I, sure. I, I, not really. I, but I, once we when got... When I think of prospects, like that, one of those like Bo Jackson on Tech Mobile prospect highlight reels that I remember watching. So we can try that. Sure. I, yeah, I got nothing else? better. <laughs> okay. We'll try Noel Divine. Uh, Noel Devine is incorrect, and he does have the greatest high school highlight tape of all time. It I really is. I'll go to the grave thinking that it's. <laughs> it looks like he's playing with children, uh, even though he's the smallest person on the field. It's just it's the stupidest thing I've ever seen. Uh, so if you have yeah. a chance, watch Noel Devine's high school highlights. Okay, the so, other so two. Wait, oh, oh wait, one guy to curiosity. I'm sorry, uh, Marcus. Is it is it uh, Green Beckham? Um, he is, n- he is the next down on the list. He would be number eight, the oh. real green Beckham. Ooh, that was close. <laughs> all right. Um, all right. one of these names, I think you all will know. And one that you won't, I, there, there's one that maybe Eric Eid could have gotten and nobody else. Uh, I'll, I'll let me say Florida state is where he signed. Florida. One that we have heard of or haven't heard of the one you have heard of. He went to Florida state. Famous. James? Uh, no, it's Alvin Cook. Simpson. I don't, I... he's a linebacker. How about that? Sims, Sims? Ernie Sims. Oh, Ernie, Sims. I wasn't gonna get there with the for that. I would have needed school and position to get to there, right? Okay. Yeah, okay. And then, uh, the one that I that even I, I, I remember him vaguely, but not really because he didn't do anything. Uh, is Ronald Powell. He went to Florida, he was a defensive end, class of 2010. Nope. Um, so Ronald yeah, prospect so, I remember was Ronald Curry that went to North Carolina. 
He was a big and, football and basketball prospect, but I don't yeah, think he's that he high. Like, I don't think he, he was not that highly ranked. So the next couple of names, uh, Justin Fields, DJ mm-hmm. Williams, uh, the linebacker for the, the U, uh, Brock Berlin. That's a, that's a Louisiana guy. That yeah, didn't pan out. swinging Daqu- Daquan Bowers, Terrell Pryor, Joe McKnight. So, yeah, it's it's always interesting looking back and seeing these guys that were just can't-miss recruits that didn't do anything yeah. uh, eventually. And tied for 24th, uh, decided to go to Ohio State, but from uh, Sammamish, Washington, JT Tuamalau, who signed with Ohio State, uh, didn't go sign with Washington. All right, that leaves our last list. And by virtue of them strategizing and tanking on purpose... <laughs> But it sounds like you guys wouldn't have gotten uh, any. No, because Green Beckham was probably our that. next one anyway. Right. right? So, so I, had a couple, had I had a couple other guys. I had Fields as one of them. <laughs> By virtue of that Bayou apartment, you will get the first crack at the longest winning streaks in UFC history. Okay, we are ready to check in. Okay, uh, Bayou apartment is checking in, and you can give me your list. So here's our list. John Jones. Correct. Anderson Silva. Correct. St. Pierre. Correct. Johnson. Correct. Holloway. Correct. Okay, and this is where it gets dicey. Amanda Nunez. Amanda Nunez is incorrect. Sorry, Mason. So there were five correct. Koozie Bros, uh, let me know when you're ready. There's only there's only two left anyway, so I like to go at the top two you got there. Oh, okay. Uh, first one we had was Khabib Nurmagomedov. Correct. Thank you. Thank you for that correct pronunciation. You can Yeah, that you, you nailed it. Uh I don't need the person's first name because I don't know what it is, but uh we're gonna go with uh is it Usman? Usman is correct. So both teams combined completed this list. Uh Anderson Silva is the all-time leader with 16 straight victories. Usman is second with 15. And then John Jones, George St. Pierre, Demetrius Johnson. Khabib Nurmagomedov and Max Holloway are all tied with 13 consecutive victories at one point. Uh, I think the only one that's still uh, intact are Khabib because he stepped away after he uh, won uh, his last fight. And so he's, yep, he's done, retired. And Usman uh, is also active. Um, So great job, guys. And uh, (laughs) David, I guess studying did pay off. You guys... uh, got five on that so after the third quarter but i have bayou apartment with a increase their lead just a smidge uh they're at 400 but koozie bros are right there behind them at 375 all right it is time for the fourth quarter the fourth quarter known as Put Your Fours Up. This quarter consists of four categorized questions that teams will wager up to 100 points each, not to exceed their current point total. The categories for the fourth quarter are Once You Go Gray, which is the CFL, Recruiting Rainbow, which is NCAA football, uh, SMH or Shaking My Head, NCAA Awards, and legacy in the NFL. And now it's time for the teams to place their wagers. And now that the wagers are in, on to the questions. 
Question one. Once you go gray, the 108th Gray Cup was an instant classic with the Winnipeg Blue Bombers topping the Hamilton Tiger Cats 33-25 to in overtime. Who was named MVP? And he was also the 2010 All-Big East first team quarterback. We'll, we'll check in with, with a name. Checking in <laughs> with a name is Bayou Apartment. Koozie Bros. Talk it out very briefly. Okay. <laughs> I mean, do you have a... I, I don't have much of anything else. I know yeah, you... Yeah, I mean... The only thing I had is when you said Brian Brom, is I think he was already... Uh, well, prop, I think he was in and maybe out of the NFL by, by 2010. Yeah, that's, that's why I'm thinking, could he have, after been out of the NFL in 2010, ended up in Canada and... Well, but he this was... He, but he was the Big East, all Big East 2010. Oh, he was all Big East. Which, oh, we then the other name that popped into my head because you put those teams up there was that's right around the time that Pat White was at West Virginia, but I don't remember if he was. I I, I Syracuse I had nothing. that quarterback that played basketball, and I can't remember his name from yeah. Greg whatever from Duke, and then, um, yeah, I can't think of the UConn guy. Bridgewater was after Brom, and then he's still in the NFL. So I'm got any Pat Pat White? Sure, I I got nothing, but I got nothing. So all right, we'll check in with Pat White for 25 points. Oh no! Ooh, and uh, yeah. uh, So, uh, what did you have by you apartment? And what was your weight? Gosh, well, that's not good for us. I was hoping no, that it's more. not. Um, I can only, I mean, we named a bunch of the schools. There's only a couple of guys. I, there's only one guy I could concretely name from them. I don't think it was Pat White. It would have been Geno Smith. That would have been quarterback for West Virginia at the time. Pat White would have been closer to like 07-ish. Um, David was trying to work on a name, and I have no idea where. I couldn't think of anything that worked for it. The only other guy from those schools I could think might have bounced around and got to the CFL. And I think it's too, I think he was after this, um, as, as former Syracuse quarterback Ryan Nassib. And that's the only other thing that we had. So we're going to go with that for 75. Neither team is receiving points. Didn't, so nobody watched the Grey Cup? Don't worry, I didn't either. But it was actually a really good. I mean, I watched highlights of it later and it was a really good game. Um, and this guy, he played for the University of Cincinnati. That's we were on that line. We thought it was someone from Cincinnati. I was wondering when you guys were all, you know, submit going, okay, who's in the Big East then? That if yeah, that was exactly what we were doing. Exactly. There's a guy yeah. we we're thinking about. I neither one's the MVP name. of the Grey Cup was Zach Kalaros. The quarterback matchup was Zach Kalaros against who? David Jeremiah oh. Masoli. Oh, was it? Yes, You're it kidding was. Kidding me. That was, was the oh, that wow. was the quarterback matchup. All right, that's a name I haven't heard in a while. Yes, goodness. So, uh, two two mobile uh, quarterbacks back in the day. Uh, for, yeah. and definitely some guys I played with in NCAA football. What's up? Who? <laughs> there it is, folks. There it is. I, 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 that's not Ole a name. Miss I legend know. Jeremiah Masoli. Like it wasn't even one of those where you hear it and you go, "Oh, I think I." Oh yeah, nope. That name means nothing to me. That's fair. Who's the Syracuse quarterback that played? Did he play at Duke or did he also play at Syracuse? Greg Paulus. Greg Paulus. He played basketball at Duke and played football football at Syracuse. Well, points to me on that on that first one. Question two, which is in recruiting Rainbow, 
There are three FBS schools that currently play on a non-traditional colored surface. This is no longer allowed, but these fields are grandfathered in. I want you to name all three schools. Okay. We're going to check in. Koozie Bros have checked in. Bayou Apartment. Uh, timer's up, but you still can talk it out. You got next little extra time. Well, we'll be we'll be super fast. So yeah. we came up with Boise State right away. That was the seemingly the obvious one, and then we both right. sort of we both sort of went to Coastal Carolina quickly. Yeah, there's this like then, that teal color that they they have. Exactly, and then Mason threw out Mac around the same time that I seem to have this vague memory of a gray field, and I want to say it's <laughs> Eastern Michigan. So I think that's where we're headed. Is that right, Mason? Yeah, I when you when you said because uh, I was trying to think of what color it could be for Eastern Michigan when you said gray something kind of clicked. Yeah, you I'm good fine with those with three. Yeah, I'm fine with those. Three. I can't think of anything else, so I'm good with those. Then we will check in with Boise State, Coastal Carolina, Eastern Michigan. Uh, for how many points? Seventy six. On to the Koozie Bros. What did you guys have? Well, yeah, Boise is obviously the uh, the obvious giveaway. So once again, yeah, you asked us for three. One was a no brainer. Um, Walling got two. Coastal Carolina pretty quickly with their teal field. And then um, we got to the state of Michigan and we were trying to think about which one. And I was like, I, I th thought there was a gray field and uh, we ended up getting to uh, Eastern Michigan as well. So we also checked in with Boise State, Coastal Carolina and Eastern Michigan for 100 points. And both teams are receiving those points. Great job. Uh, that, I mean, that those are some those are some cuts. This is some deep cuts, and especially I think uh, with the success of Coastal Carolina in the last year or so, that we everybody's been exposed to seeing their teal field, which they call the surf turf, as opposed to the Smurf turf of uh, Boise State. <laughs> and yes, uh, as a as an ode to the automotive industry, I guess is the reason for the gray field of Eastern Michigan. It is. It's awful. I hate it. <laughs> Every time I see it, I'm like, oh, gosh, it's an eyesore. Is uh, red Eastern Washington? Yeah, it is. That's originally where okay. I wanted to go with this question, but I think that's pretty obvious. And the other FCS school, I don't think anybody would get to that also has a different colored field. Anybody? The red just, I remember like flipping through watching those FCS games and being like, God, what is this they monstrosity? Call the, they call it the yeah. Inferno. And that's how I found out that their field is trash. It's, it's so, it's like, it was like new in like when turf was new. So it desperately <laughs> needs to be re, you know, they need to upgrade it, but they have to have a traditional green field if they do. So I think that's why they just stay with that. <laughs> it sucks over there. But uh, Central Arkansas. Has alternating oh. every five yards has purple and gray. Oh, all right. Let's move on to question three in the fourth quarter. And this is in SMH shaking my head. Uh, so number three, I was incredibly disappointed to hear that nobody was that familiar with the Walter Payton award being given to the top player in FCS. So now I want all of you to tell me who the Defensive Player of the Year award in FCS is named for. He was the number one pick in the 1963 AFL draft, was a six-time first-team All-AFL selection and a two-time All-Pro, and was named to the NFL's 100th anniversary all-time team. We'll check in. Okay, Bayou Apartment has checked in. 
koozie bros just looking stoked as ever you guys can talk it out yeah had to give had to give visual cues for the people listening did lend <laughs> hands on play. hands on faces yeah. did um, lend Dawson play defense while also playing offense is it possible in those days it was more possible then but i, I don't think he would have been had a defense especially role. especially considering he was smoking cigs at halftime right <laughs> Um, it's one of the best pictures. <laughs> what a yes. What a king. <laughs> that was good. The only reason I asked you if any Chiefs fit the bill is just because, you know, that's one of your fandoms. Yeah, so, uh, I know. I don't have any real connections to anything AFL. I mean, so I could, I could be barking up the wrong tree. I just asked. That's why I asked you that because, you know. Uh, you know, I've been to a few games, Chiefs games, and I should just try to see if I can remember who is on the Ring of Honor, but. They also put like a random like center who was just a nice guy when Joe Montana was there in their ring of honor. So that doesn't really narrow it down. Part of the nice guys hall of fame. The opposite. Yeah. He's just like, hey, you were a nice guy and you hosted a radio show. So you're in the hall of fame. You want to go with Lucky Johnson? We can. I mean, it's better than nothing. Right. Let's go with. I like it because we've had a Smith. And a Johnson, who's to say? And we've had a we've had a uh, Louisiana John, or Smith, so who knows? <laughs> right, we have. <laughs> let's uh, yeah, let's check in with uh, Johnson for one hundred points. Okay, and uh, buy buy you apartment. You guys seem like you had some confidence on this. Um, I had a little bit of confidence because I was the one that asked the Walter Payton question. So I, I had done a little bit of research and I'm pretty sure it is a chief and I'm pretty sure his number was retired by the chiefs and I'm pretty sure it's Buck Buchanan. So that's what we checked in with for 100 points, right, Mason? Yep. For 100 points. Yes. One team is receiving points. I didn't realize that it was David that wrote it. Yes. The correct answer is the Buck Buchanan award. When when you when Josh was saying Chiefs, maybe I was just hoping Walling was gonna name somebody on that Chiefs defense. I, I even if you had named Bobby Bell or you know I, May, I was what Jerry Mays or whatever his name yeah. is that came over. Well, yeah, and like I said, I wasn't trying to. I didn't know this during human any no. direction. I just knew that he had some connection to an AFL squad. Yeah, I know. I was just hoping. I'd hoping he'd latch on and just start naming names, and maybe it would have clicked. But by the way, I I don't know who. Buchanan <sighs> vaguely heard of it when David typed to me. I'm like, ah, that's yeah, he uh, right. he was a D tackle. Um, he was just dominant. He was one of the you know, he's one of those guys that any you know, when there was that divide in the AFL and the NFL, that he's just universally considered one of the best players. I gotta tell you guys this because it made me laugh out loud when I was researching this. So, he at the time was massive like i mean he's a big dude regardless but at that time especially being six seven and almost 290 pounds he's a very big man and it says uh he was clocked at four nine in the 40 and 10 two in the 100 at grambling state i said 10 two at six seven 270 that's not or 285 Jesus. it's not possible 
No, it's, I, it's not. Time. If you're if you're running a four nine in the forty, there's no way you're accelerating after that. It was just what hit it, top his speed. second right 40, forty would need to be faster. <laughs> he, his stride didn't get to full length by the forty. He needed so then he started. I was like, maybe that's L. supposed to be maybe that's supposed to be eleven two because that would still be impressive for a large man. But when maybe. he said ten two in the hundred, I was like, maybe uh, he does no. get quicker after forty. Who are you to judge? All right, <laughs> we have made it. To the final question, category of legacy, what two-time finalist for the Buck Buchanan Award and former fourth-round pick played his entire career with one team, playing linebacker and long snapper, was a two-time pro bowler as a long snapper, and has the unique distinction with his father as being the only father-son duo to win a Super Bowl with the same franchise? This is funny. All right, hang on. Really, David? It's funny. It is. Well, you won't find it funny. Whew. Marcus, you ratcheted up the difficulty. Woofa. We are going to check in. Okay. Bayou Apartment has checked in for the final time to possibly curse my name. Here is Koozie Bros to talk it out. I'm not going to curse your name. I we've we already know that you know. I I don't know a lot. I'm I'm a good assist man, except when it comes to long snappers. Well, we've been trying to go through all 32 of them, and we stopped at one. I'm interested to see <laughs> um, which one it is. Well, it's one who may not actually play before. I I just I don't have another name. I like all of our clues. I think we narrowed it down to teams. Sure. Um, but I, but that honestly, I still don't have an answer. Like the only teams that seem to fit the bill are the Steelers and the Giants. Yeah. Have, I like, mean, that one. would work to have a father and a son. And so a long snapper who own a long slapper slash linebacker oh. who only played for that franchise. Right. Isn't that, wasn't that part of the thing? Yeah. And even then the only long slap snapper I can name is, um, a guy who didn't play for either of those teams. <laughs> oh, hey. Well, so do we just guess a name or do we guess a guy that we know is a long snapper? I would say at least guess a name that's a long snapper and that, that at least gives something, I guess. Okay. Well, maybe he was around long enough for a few of them. So the only long snapper name that I can think of is a guy who played with the Cowboys for like a million years and that is LP Latisseur. So we'll check in with LP Latisseur for a hundred points. Okay. Bayou apartment. What did you guys have? I'll kind of take this briefly and then I'll let David take the rest. Um, I actually had kind of a vague idea on this. Um, vaguely. I had like some of the pieces that clicked, but not all of them. But David kind of filled in a lot of the rest of them. So I'll let him kind of explain it. We'll see why. Well, I, uh, what I what I can only say is I'm not sure when the answer comes out if Josh is going to be more pissed at me or Marcus. Probably me. Well, it's hard to find NFL players that went to Brown at all. Uh, but one of them happens to be long snapper for the Giants, Zach Diossi. And his dad was Steve Diossi, who I must have played in the Phil Sims age. I can't remember which Super Bowl, but that would make that would be about how old he would be. Um, so yes, he did go to Brown. I apologize. Uh, it's not my fault. I didn't write the question, but, they, but, but there are, um, I mean, the only Brown football players of recent, like where Zach Deossi, it goes all the way back to Steve Jordan. And then there was the fullback for the Patriots forever Devlin, but, but yeah, 
We checked in with Zach Diossi. I apologize. For you don't points. need to apologize. This happens right. to me. This happens to me like literally, I think every time I've written a game, I write something that I think is a fourth quarter worthy question, and it is. But it's directly in somebody that's playing the game's exact wheelhouse that they would know it. And I'm like, how? Because I just, it never clicked in my head. And then when he, st- once we got there, I, re- I, it clicked for me right when I started reading the question. I went, oh my God. While we were doing the gifts exchange, they mentioned that he went to freaking Brown. And I was like, son of a bitch. <laughs> this is so stupid. But then I was like, well, maybe it won't be, you know, I don't know. Maybe now, Grant, won't. I did throw the name out there before David said anything. I did because I know that is true. Mason threw one it out. Long it's true. snapper that played linebacker briefly. And that is the only one I can think of. So I, to, to David's credit, I had that name before yep. he said anything. So he did. It's not, so, it was not just David. I confirmed some things. But yeah. what, what got me here on this uh, track in the first place is I just remember that when he was drafted, they made a big deal out of it because despite him actually being a good, you know, linebacker in college, they, they drafted him with the thought that he would eventually be the long snapper. And it was like, who spends a fourth round pick on a long snapper. And uh, he was forced into action in his rookie year um, in the Super Bowl because Matthias Kiwanuka got hurt. But I just always remember like that being the thing is that they drafted him to be a long snapper basically. And it was like a bonus that he was also a damn good linebacker too. I don't even know what to say. So uh, points to Bayou apartment. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. No, stop apologizing for getting the answer right. It's okay. Oh man. All right. Well, that brings us to the end of the game and Good God, there are just some, I, I have to say this before <laughs> before we get to the very end of the episode. I think that that answer there, and then also uh, Wally running the, <laughs> running that, and well, and Bombeck running that alone to or category is ridiculous. Thanks for giving me credit for two obvious and probably a third that was still pretty, pretty, uh, pretty high up on the obvious list so uh, if i went ahead and said those he would have had all of them so shout out to fifa 04 05 06 07 08 <laughs> 09 10 11 and then i think i stopped playing around 12 so yeah i keep hearing that the games are fun but <laughs> all right well reached the end of the game and finishing with 250 points is the koozie bros and our clipboard captains of the game receiving the coveted Seneca Wallace Award is Bayou Apartment. Congratulations, David, for going to Brown and knowing that. <laughs> um, uh, uh, no, seriously, thanks, guys. I, I, I tell people all the time this is the part of the doing this with you guys that I dread the most is writing questions so uh i appreciate you guys uh you know playing the game and not thinking that i'm a total i get it (laughs) i gotta i gotta standard uphold i feel like i've been like too reserved lately i gotta start getting weird Uh, much like absolutely much like i like to be with my children tough but fair (laughs) Uh, all right uh walling and bomb back any uh anything you want to say to the good people before we call it a night 
very belated Christmas. This will come. This is happening before Christmas, but we hope that you got all of the presents you wanted. Uh, Happy New Year, too. Happy Martin Luther King Day. (laughs) Right. Happy Martin Luther King Day. Day. Uh, Happy Valentine's Day. You have President's Day. Yeah. You have less than a week to get your significant other their Valentine's gifts. So please go and do that. You have less than a week. That's my reminder to you. Yes, go do it. Candles, right? and, candlesticks and, always and, make a nice gift. David and Mason, <laughs> anything you guys would like to say before we get out of here to the good people? I thought it was a very well written game, Marcus, and I thought it was I thought it was fun. It was definitely when you first gave us the the what is the big seven categories? I was like, holy crap, we this is going to be this is going to be a bloodbath. But it turned out to be not that bad once we started to write stuff down. And a lot of the obvious answers actually worked. Um, Mason, as always, great partner. Really, really fun to play with Mason. Um, uh, just always, always very cordial, <laughs> very kind. Always very, pleasant when we, when we don't all, know something. Always pleasant when we don't know something. Very, That's very. Right. Pa- Mason's just a really patient guy to play with. Just like, knows a ton of stuff and just fun to kick around uh just when we're trying to talk it's, stuff out so it's fun to kick mason you no i didn't say that no kick around stuff with him oh, oh uh, right. with not him. at him with him. not at him with him. not towards me that's that's right no um great uh, fun game absolutely a great a great end to a fun uh since our holiday party was earlier as i mentioned uh was was a great end to a to a fun evening so thanks a lot marcus and mason Thank you guys. And thank you to all of you listening. Uh, You're the reason that we do this. The fact that you keep listening to us ramble about all this nonsense is fantastic. And we love doing it and have a safe and happy uh, new year, Christmas, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, whatever you celebrate, enjoy it, have fun. And uh, that's it for us all here at the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast. And until next time, We'll keep the bench warm. Bye. That ball hit high and deep. Stretch. Stretch. Get on back there. They look up. You can put it on the board. Yes. Yes. Into deep left center for Mitchell. And we'll see you tomorrow night. That great music you're listening to is by Justin Nozick. Thanks to him for producing that music for us. You've been listening to the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast. Make sure to check us out on all of our social media. We are at BenchwarmersTP.